Hello. Hello, Tiff. We're back on. I'm going to blame it all on the retrograde. Well, <laughs> I lost the internet connection and it just, everything was gone. Well, the good thing is, so I have the Anchor app now. It look, If that was saved, you can, you should be able to merge them together. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened, but they're gone. So let's, Aww. let's just, um, let's start again and um, get this show on the road. So we are going to start off by just a, a little um, recording of, for the longest time, quarantine edition from YouTube, which kind of explains everything that's been going on since uh, 2019. So listen. Braden has amazed me. He's so strong. And here we go. From the Stay at Home Choir. Oh, Jill? Yeah. <laughs> this is not the one. <laughs> this is awesome. This is real talk right here. <laughs> yep, this is, um, this, is you know. this is real talk. And I want everybody to know that the frustrations uh, continue um, throughout Technical our lives. Technical difficulties. Here we go. I'm 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I never get tired of listening to that. No, me either. And it's amazing. Uh, just real quick, if anybody wants to to search this video, it is called For the Longest Time Quarantine Edition. And boy, does it explain everything that we've been through uh, throughout this pandemic. Uh, there is uh, pictures of people on here cutting each other's hair, um, you know, hand uh, sanitizing, uh, holding up toilet paper, holding up toilet paper, all those things, right? So this is a time of reflection. And this particular podcast um, is for us just to reflect, to see where we were and where we are and where we need to go. Uh, so the what, when, where, and how. So my name is Tina Gifford, and I host this station, Rock Your Chakras. I am a spiritual soul coach, and I am co-creating this series with Jill DeLiberti. And Jill, if you could introduce yourself and your uh, gifts of an intuitive healer. So I am an intuitive reader. And I have been doing this work for about four or five years. And my um, journey started with grief, grief, um, how to heal from the loss of my mom, which was very sudden. And that just, you know, morphed into now I actually do readings for people and take the lessons I learned going through my process of grief and now helping others. And that's kind of like my life purpose is to take these intuitive gifts, work with my cards, the angels, my guides, whoever you want to say it is, and spirit too, to come through to provide messages that people need to hear, whether it's they're dealing with grief or they just have a block in their life or just need a message. Um, that's what I'm here for. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for creating this uh, with me. I think it's very important um, for all of us to realize how far we have come and what we've been able to endure as uh, spiritual beings living this human experience of the pandemic. Um, this, this is to open up the subject of the lessons that we have learned and maybe the lessons that we have not learned as of yet, our successes and our challenges that all began in 2019. So we're briefly going to go back to 2019 with the reflections of events. So here we are with the when and what. And 2019, what I recall is there was so much political war, the impeachment of our president, President Trump, 
that was something I recall in 2019. But if you could go a little bit further, Jill, and tell me what you experienced in 2019 that gave you the whispers of where we were headed. So in 2019, like I do remember all that stuff with Trump, but I don't typically follow a lot of political stuff um, for a while, my own choice. But what really stands out for me in 19 is the fall, because um, a good, very dear friend of mine, her husband had early onset Alzheimer's. And that in the fall is when the rapid decline was starting with him. So a lot of my energy space what I was doing was supporting her and her and her family during that time because that was when he had his last hospitalization and just trying to um you know help be with her and you know at the holidays and all that but I remember in December is when the whispers started about I started hearing about this weird virus right and I remember there was a cruise ship and but that might have been 20, but it was like nothing for us to worry about. It was not really being talked about. It had to do with China. It had to do with bats, not a thing. And just because I work in healthcare, um, I'm in finance, not clinical. I just remember when the H1N1 was a thing and how those things mm-hmm. never really manifested into anything. So at the time, it felt like it was nothing to worry about. But I do remember it being very chaotic and it was just very emotional. Um, I think it was, was, I think it was Jill, but here's where I was going and I'm not political whatsoever. Um, but I, I want to say, I think, uh, um, from what I, I felt is that we were in this midst of the beginning of the division Mm -hmm. of, of us, uh, of ourselves as humans. And that started politically with the arguments about Republican versus Democratic, blah, blah, blah. And people were just awful on social media. So there was a part of that when it, when those, that virus was starting to come around in the fall of 2019, I don't think anybody was really paying attention to that. No. And I agree because if you remember like I believe that's like when me too was happening or just had happened, like there was so many other, um, issues in society that were kind of trumping it. Plus, and, and once again, we're not going to be too political or conspiracy theory, but China just doesn't disclose information to us, right? Correct. So that's why we didn't really and it wasn't on you know, mainstream media 24 hours a day. It was like blips here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think right. I really tapped into it starting in January of 2020, because that is when my friend's husband did pass. And when when that happened and my energy and my focus started to go on other stuff, that's when I started to really feel the unrest in our society. I agree. I agree um, with the January, um, the January feeling of heaviness. I also, we all, we all possess intuitiveness, okay? It's whether we tap into it and really pay attention or ignore it. Um, I happen to pay attention to it uh, quite a bit, just as, as you do too. And um, there was that feeling of something was off in, you know, Tina, let in, me, a, big, I, I in a big way. 
I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's something I just remembered about 19 that's important is in December. I remember texting a, a good friend of mine about how much on social media I was reading about loved ones, people losing their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And it seemed more than normal. There's always mm-hmm. loss in December, oh, right? Yes. But yep. I just felt like every one, like everything in my, my Facebook feeds or whatever, people were losing parents and friends and all that. And I just remember being like blown away because it was more than normal. And I, I remember texting with um, my with Deb and she's like, well, you know, souls coming out for the new year. And it kind of made sense, but there was something about it to me. I just remember that was, I would say is the first time I felt like this is off. Something's not right here with mm-hmm. what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And I think it got more intense, uh, March, 2020. If yeah. everybody oh, can yeah. recall that March of 2020 was huge. Um, that's when Finally, China opened up and said, we, you know, we uh, made a mistake. Uh, Virus got loose. Um, Oopsie. Yeah. Oops. And now uh, what do we do now as a world? Right. What do we do now? Well, this thing is running rampant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we got a lockdown. That was a huge word in 2020 was a lockdown. Quarantine. Quarantine is the other word for it. Mask. We went into um, the part of shortages, right? We talked about the toilet paper. Talked about the toilet paper on that that little YouTube video um, choir song. It was people scrambling and hoarding toilet paper. It was so bad. I just, it was so mind blowing too. It's like, Seriously, I did anything toilet paper, but I do remember two groceries was also like you couldn't find a box of pasta. And I just remember it went from zero to 60. It went from, oh, nothing to worry about to, oh, shit, something to worry about. And that's why I think there was such a panic because mm-hmm. it literally felt like it happened overnight. It went from a nothing to a something. Right, right. And, and then, uh, you know, going from zero to 100, like you say, we went from... Uh, anybody that worked in an office, oh, now that's it. We're issuing you um, access to work remotely from home. Offices are now shut down. Um, and then it rolled into the school system. Now yeah. parent, parents are now faced with this panic of what do I do with my kids? I've got to go to work. There's people that can't work from home. Mm-hmm. They were in in a scramble scramble it was and you know what um it's funny because you now like as we reflect we remember so march right that is spring break for colleges Mm -hmm. my oldest son it was spring break for him and he was in his junior year of college and it's almost like rite of passage you go to florida right for um spring break because everyone anyone by this point they don't have fake ids anymore Right. And I remember he was getting ready to fly out and I couldn't find a little hand sanitizer. That was like the first thing. The shelves weren't bare yet, but all of a sudden hand sanitizer was missing and he got to Florida. Mm-hmm. And in that short five day span, by the second day he was there, flights were getting canceled going to Florida. And when he flew home, 
that Friday or Saturday, um, his school had already um, extended the the spring break another week to figure out what they were going to do. And then the, that same week is when my son, who was in elementary school at the time, also came home. And we were held in like a flux with my elementary school son before they decide because they had to quickly figure out how to do remote like you send know, everybody home with laptops well that's that was wild you know luckily um i had because of where my son went to college i had an extra ipad because that was part of his package his tuition and who knew he's so funny too because he because now he's home too he's going to do remote learning for college as well and so that was a fun time with me coming. I came home to to work from home and my two kids. You should have seen. Um, it was like Wi-Fi wars and people having space. I was running around my house with my laptop because I'm on Zooms trying to get everyone in their lane. And um, luckily, I had an extra iPad that Jared came home with because junior year, they got they got a new one. And mm-hmm. he's like, I forgot I had this. I might sell it. I said, no, no, no. You're going to give this to me because I'm paying for it. And I made that my elementary school son's, you know, thing to do is e-learning that was separate from his other iPad, but the schools had to give, mm-hmm. like, usually where I live, you get a Chromebook in middle school. So now they had to give all these elementary kids Chromebooks. I used the iPad and I will be honest, the first two weeks when they finally like, were like, okay, we're going to do e-learning, me and him every day, one of us cried. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It took us about two weeks to, you know, get it kind of all what was supposed to take three to four hours would take us eight. But then we did finally we, we got to a good place where he could do it in four hours by himself. But it was so hard not to mention I had to work. I'm working in healthcare. There's all these changes and in finance and my role. I was so busy trying to juggle all this was. It was horrible. It was not a fun time. Right. Well, like, like, there you go. Again, the zero to a hundred within a matter of months, not even, I think it was almost blindsiding to so many people. And that's where the stresses became extremely heavy. Again, the word heavy, I keep going back to the word heavy. Um, And I think that we were challenged in so many ways yeah. uh, to change quickly. And we didn't even have time to understand why. Exactly. It was, there was so many knowns, which is, we talked about this earlier, you know, offline about the fear, the yes. fear of the yes. unknown. What if you got sick? Me, not me even meeting with this weird virus. What if you broke your leg? Um, or something like it did just, there was so many unknowns. And if you were luckily me and my partner, we had very good job security. He was essential because of where he worked, had DOD contracts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were busier than ever. I'll never mm-hmm. forget. It went from, you know, Oh, I'm of job security to, Oh my God, I have so much work. I don't know how I'm going to get this all done. Right. But just, there was so much, I was in the middle of refinancing my house. Yeah. And, uh, and, and all that stuff stopped. All that stuff stopped. And you, you yeah, uh, we, lucked, it, uh, we lucked out and 
just in time. Like there's so many things I can look back where it's like, we snuck in with so many things just before complete shutdown where we wouldn't have okay. been able to do anything. Okay. With, with that being said, there's a, there's a, um, we're talking successes versus challenges, right? Yeah. So there was a success for you. Um, yes. if, if, if we would all take a moment and go back and reflect, there are moments of success and there are moments of challenges. So this is what I think I'm hoping we're bringing to people's uh, minds is, geez, well, there were some successful moments um, beyond our our challenges, um, yeah. whether they're equal or off balance, that that's a whole different personal thing. Um, so I just, so I, you know, I went through my, so I had seen, uh, I don't know if it was a YouTube video or something I watched where they talked about how important it was to journal during this time, because how many people live through a pandemic, right? So, right. and I, and, and just in the, we do, you know, we, we tend to journal a lot and mm -hmm. I went back and my week one journal was dated 3-20-2020. And these were the bullet points. You know, I started working remote. Testing started too late. The National Guard being called in. And, I'll, and I forgot about that. And that was so scary. I forgot the, about I, that too. When the National Guard comes... That yeah. usually indicates like a disaster. Usually it's a natural disaster, right? The right. state of emergency at a state and city level was declared. And this is just in the first week. People mm -hmm. hoarding toilet paper and other necessities and other. So my observations of my intuitiveness that I um, wrote down was society was acting crazy. People were cray cray. And mm -hmm. I you know, I am not an artistic person, but I do do the adult coloring books, whatever. But I was finding I was coloring with lots of green that really had stuck out to me. My son, my oldest son, who had been in Florida, he had a panic attack his last day, in, which was fantastic as I get a call at work and he's in another state. But luckily he was fine. He was coming home the next day. Schools were closed. You know, kids came home. My work was crazy. And then I had questions for my meditation what was my purpose during this crisis what is my teacher and what is my lesson um and of course I don't have the cards that I pulled at that time but that was my first week reflection of right lockdown. right I, I I that triggered me to pull open a page of uh, of course I journal too yeah and this was um my my quick um feeling of must have been in the moment I am feeling fear and I know fear is a result of false evidence appearing real. I must practice patience and positivity. I am well. I am healthy. I am worthy of a happy life. I am. And so it was me reaching out to myself being here um, in solitude yeah. and feeling trapped and scared mm -hmm. of the unknown. And that was fear was the huge emotion coming forth for me. And, you know, and when I look, so I journaled, that journal entry was 
you know, 320. Five days later, it is day three at the stay at home. And what I wrote was, these are just bulleted out. Like, I saw a person acting crazy at Dunkin' Donuts. Because actually, Dunkin' Donuts stayed open. And I remember going to get coffee thinking, I'm going to milk this as long as I can. Just breathe. I am scattered, pulled into too many directions. Self-care, fear. Balance. Mm -hmm. Can't keep going this way. Lots of anxiety last night. Greatest Mm -hmm. loss, freedom. New Mm -hmm. start, new energy. Is this a second chance? Mm-hmm. And that was just within the first, not even two weeks of roller coasters that we were all going through. And can you imagine we have actually started this particular um, part of our lives in 2019? We are now approaching 2023. We are recording this um, podcast today on December 31st, 2022. Mm-hmm. And so we're already in. Like, it's a long time. I mean, I'm talking over, you know, four years, uh, we're approaching four years. And it's a long time for the human being to withstand the stresses. Yeah. Um, life in general is, is full of stressors um, and joys. But I think this has been more, the scale had tipped scale tipped it to where did. It right didn't it tip more towards stress than it, it was did. anything happy it was very hard at that time to find happy things i remember so funny too like you know i am not a big tiktoker but i remember downloading the app and there was a dance like a viral dance challenge and i was determined i was going to learn it to do it with my son Mm-hmm. Which didn't end up happening, but I, that was part of like a lot of false starts, trying to adapt to my new situations that struggled to find happiness in my house. That I love my house. Like, I love my house. But and it, it's funny how, because I have a very busy life, wanting to just be able to stay home. And now I have to stay home and I feel like I'm trapped in a cage. Right, right. I think um, I think there was some confusion and some uh, animosity around people that were collecting unemployment. Oh, that because a- of the pandemic. And this is it's a personal opinion. If those people did not receive assistance, their children would not have been fed. Mm-hmm. Their children would not have had been able to have them home. I mean, I'm talking young, young kids yeah. that needed their parents home to guide them at, at homeschool teaching now at this point. And if that assistance was not offered, yeah, there would have been even bigger, bigger problems. So there's a part of me that says, yeah, people did. Some of and it happens all the time. People take advantage of situations. Yep. I get that, but there was also so many that needed it. So many that needed it, and that's where people forget that it's like you know that saying like one bad. They were just they were the just body. pissed because they had to go out and go to work. They were pissed because yep. there were people home supposedly that what they felt like was laying around being lazy and collecting more money than they were even making when they worked yes true 
right? But you were, you are now the teacher. You are now the school. You are now the, the stay at home mom without any income or the stay at home dad or the parents. I mean, so how are you going to remain under a warm roof, clothes on your kid's back and food in their mouths? And these are people that industries that had to shut down, like a lot of small businesses and restaurants with the unknown of, will I have a job? Will these businesses open again? Can they survive the pandemic without that business owner having income? Because, yeah, everyone had to go home, but those people, too, didn't know if they were going to have a job when things finally, because once again, we're in unknown, right? They right. don't know how, like, they don't know if they're going to be able to go back to work. They don't know if right. they're going to have to now job search after being, you know, established and comfortable in a job that they've had for the last five, 10 years. That right, right. That is a piece of it that people forgot. Like, yeah, so what? They got to get a, so they got a break in life, you know? Oh, well, like, get over Right, but, instead you know, of saying, you know what, the saying I always, like, dis, dislike, I dislike the saying. Oh, must be nice. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Why can't you um, be happy for other people's successes or their ease of living uh, for even even just a short time that they've got a little break? Why cannot you be happy and say, thank God? Thank God, because it could be your sister, your niece, your brother, your, you know, your own children that are getting this relief for now. And that's going to just, you know, what I think about this pandemic and what happened, you know, we all were put in our homes and instead of taking time and to be grateful, people all went to anger, fear, and resentment. Just what you're saying, like, and, and, and trust me, it was really hard to not be fearful. I remember coming to a realization of I am not watching news because now we have access 24 seven to anything, mm-hmm. to social media and whatever. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching it because they highlighted all the negativity and it was the fear porn and it just, it just fueled the fire. So I stopped and I, and one thing I'm very grateful. I never let my youngest watch the news. Yep. Um, I kept that, like I kept him, I remember having a very honest conversation about, did he understand what this was? And he was, because he, at that age, he's like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's like the flu. Yes, it is. Perfect. Glad that he has that understanding. But um, it was very, I did disconnected from all that. I'm like, this is not helping me at all or anyone. So, right. Right. So that this we're talking 2020 still. We haven't oh, even yeah. moved. We, I, I think. And again, I want to remind everybody, Jill and I will be back to continue this series because it is so detailed and it has been over almost over four years. Uh, so much um, to unpack with this. <laughs> so much to unpack. So I hope that everybody comes back and and hears more and more and maybe help. We can help you reflect on at least on your successes and to appreciate the challenges that you have been faced with. And acknowledge so, them. Give them that acknowledge, acknowledge them without judgment. Without and judgment. Then, and then be.
like that's the whole thing. That's how we heal, right? It's like you acknowledge, you you know, you accept it, you acknowledge it, and then you release it with love, right? Right. And we'll be we'll be t- talking about that more in, um, on the spiritual uh, realm of how um, moving into 2023, um, what year that is going to look, what is that going to look like? And um, I don't want anybody to be disappointed, but from what we're hearing um, or and what we've researched is it's going to be a year of, you know, um, cleaning cleaning, decluttering, getting uh, a fresh start, um, ready, cleaning, cleaning the slate. And it's going to take a long time to clean that slate because four years have been piling up. And so, that's, change doesn't happen overnight. Change is gradual, but there's a light, mm-hmm. at, the end of the, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. It's like, if we've mm-hmm. gone this long, we can do another year knowing it's right. going to get better, but we also, as a collective, have to be a part of that. Correct. Get, so that's better. where uh, uh, my wish is that I hope that we all can come into um, connection I, and some sort of non-judgmental um, relationship. Um, so speaking of that, let's go. We're, let's continue in 2020. Yes. 2020. So we had the, the the virus, and then we went into lockdown. Then we went into um, the kids the masks. <laughs> the, and the masks, right? Wearing the masks. We spoke about that just a little bit, but the masks became like this thing um, that people were very upheaved about, and then other people were adamant about and and angry if you didn't have one on. There was no. Um, freedom of choice anymore. So there's the word again, freedom, right, Jill? You use that freedom, Freedom, loss of freedom. Yeah, I think you use that. And I I get that. Mm -hmm. It really felt like your personal boundaries and space was being dictated by someone else. And that's why people resisted the masking and were like, no, because they want to rebel. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, just I feel like this is just my personal opinion. You know, I do feel like the lockdown and the masking was needed until they got a handle on what it was we were dealing with. I just don't I think if they had just done the three months and then started to just open everything back up, that would have served us the best. But every state had its own rules and the stopping and going, oh, we're going to lift. Oh, now we're going back. It's like, I think there was so much confusion. We wore the mask way too long is my opinion. We're now, um, you know, you lost a lot in being home too, not being exposed to people. It became very easy to stay isolated in our homes. I think that's one of our themes too, is the isolation and not wanting to go out anymore. Mm -hmm. Now that I think, I think, it's going to lead us into our next couple of episodes of what the new way of being is. But the a thing. And then um, remember in the grocery stores, they started to map out like how you could walk down the aisles. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, um, the hours. 
And this was like, you know, the pan- the pandemic had been going on for a while. I was at a store that was not very busy. And I'm following, I'm a rule follower, so I'm doing the thing. And then I realized, oh my God, I forgot this one little stupid thing. And I went the wrong way down an aisle and I had someone <laughs> say something to me. There's no, like we, I am on the other side, mask on, plenty of room. And I'm like, Really? You had to say something. I forgot one thing. And you feel like an idiot. (laughs) And it's like, you know, if it was crowded, I would not have done that. But it's like, I literally, it took me 10 seconds. So I, and I think, you know, that I just remember even with the mask on, like, you know, people at grocery stores, you had to stay, you know, social distancing and whatever. I remember being like, because I was in my house, like, I'm still going to say hi and smile. Yeah, smile with your eyes, even if you don't realize it, because I was like, you screw all these angry people that those were like my good days, right? Where I was in good space. And I'm like, I'm going to be the person, even if they going to drive them nuts. I am going to have I'm going to be happy. Right, right. Me too. Me too. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was crazy, um, especially if you went the wrong the wrong way down the aisle. Uh, oh my god! Uh, I know, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And just having but, patience, like you know, if you you know social distancing, you yeah. had to be patient as someone was trying to find something, and people right. would be huffy and stuff. It's like, I know. Then. Go back to it. Those are the things. And and granted, I can say this: I didn't do it perfectly all the time, but that's what I you know, going out when I did go in out into the public, which was not very often, I just, you just got to have patience and tolerance and do you. Mm-hmm. And not do work. you, do and you. That was, I think the thing people didn't get that. Like, do you don't worry about the person next to you. If I'm not, if, if yeah, my thing was, all right. So, you know what, if I'm and this is just a hypothetical. If I'm not wearing a mask, but you are, well, good, because you're okay. You're protecting yourself. You have your mask on. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. That's my, that's my problem. If I, if I don't have one on and I get sick and, yep. and have um, a tragic, you know, uh, ending to my life right now that is on me that's not on you because you're doing you're doing you and I'm doing me so it's so a personal choice right Even right some stores it was mandated at a time it's still yep. a personal choice and it's like none of you it's almost like none of your business none yet none yet today if someone chooses to wear a mask we don't have to it is not my place to judge them if they want I don't to care makes them feel safe all for it like yeah I don't care whatever makes you less stressed is yeah. what I am I'm very um happy for and I advocate for that because stress will kill you first before the virus so and I Seriously. think that happened a lot that's a later conversation <laughs> so but just quickly too um we had talked about how being at home and the divisions within families too, mm-hmm. people getting mad, you know, at like families were arguing because 
someone didn't want to wear a mask or do the Zoom for Thanksgiving. They wanted to see people mm-hmm. where they felt like this relative put themselves at risk because they did A, B, or C and cutting people off because of that, because of a personal yeah. choice. That was so scary to see deeply it affected family units and partnerships where you're letting this thing in the outside come into your and cause divisions. So we talked about the divisions at like the political level, families right. were being divided because you had one person who was so in the fear that they would be willing to cut you out instead of just accepting your choices. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good point, Jill. Excellent point because geez, um, that brought me to the subject of, well, let's, let's think about the successes. All right. We are so blessed to have technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Obviously because Everybody, uh, not everybody, a lot of people were able to maintain their uh, financial status by working via computer and Zoom. Yep, myself included. Many families were able to at least connect and laugh and tell stories, even play games on a personal level via video or Zoom. And I'd like so, to just throw in that Zoom is actually free. You, it, it only gives you, I think, forty-five minutes. Yes, but- it's, it's. I was able to. I was able to teach my classes um, via Zoom and it's- during those times. So, and it's one of those things. Like after your time is up, just rejoin because then you get a, another forty-five minutes. So that's exactly. something I think is important. Is granted, you got to pay for Wi-Fi, but Zoom was free. And FaceTime is free and other apps. There were so many other apps for social connecting that came to develop. Absolutely. Absolutely. I teach, I teach um, meditation and mindfulness for seniors and they were feeling so scared mm-hmm. because That's all right. they do, well, a lot of seniors watch CNN all day or yeah. Fox news all day. And that's, and so I was able to, um, bring them into a place of, of a little bit more comfort and peace and connection. Um, you know, for those that, you know, were able to make the connection via, um, technically, um, it's not easy for anyone. Um, but we made it work and I was so blessed to have that success of keeping, um, the seniors that are home alone company. And giving them positive things to to do and to think of and to remind them to turn the news off more often than than not. Yes, that's a huge um, success. That is right, right. So um, we are all whether young, young, middle aged, old. We all have we have all been affected, and so in twenty twenty. What happened after we got all into, you know, not settled, but kind of like, okay, we're in lockdown. Okay. We have to work remotely. Okay. The kids have to learn from home. Uh, All of a sudden distractions became um, prevalent. Um, There was the joy, the George Floyd murder. Yeah. Yeah. Which triggered that huge black lives matter. Yeah. 
situation, which nobody needed. I'm not saying it wasn't real or whatever. Um, I, I have no, no opinion on that. I'm just saying that nobody needed that huge upheaval and that anger, the emotion of anger to be so strong during well, I, this time. I think, like I said before, like all of our emotions were amplified, good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. But I think it brought to the forefront how much there is still in our, in this, you know, in 2022, 2023, how much minorities are still treated badly. And it was so highlighted. And then it became the focus point for everyone. It, I feel like it, we needed the awareness, but once again, the amplification and causing more chaos was not, it's like, we to take that situation people took it to the next level instead of taking it to make it an education a time for learning a lesson learned right right how to make it better and but why didn't we learn what the lesson not learned is why didn't we why didn't we learn that division is not what is needed during these times Right. That was that's a lesson that was not learned. We need to come together, not apart. Exactly. (laughs) And it had to take in a tragedy like that was so, you know, for people that have been oppressed their whole lives. It just it just was there's so many parts of it that were just heartbreaking and just, you know, it just once again reinforced to us as a society, like, why are we in this pandemic? Because we have not been good people. We have not been treating each other right. And that yeah. was a great example of where we're not treating our fellow man the way we should. It was right. horrible. Right. And and one last thing. Um, so we'll be wrapping up soon of this particular episode. You know, this just brought us to 2019 and, and just in tapping into 2020. Um, in 2020, uh, when the pandemic was really and the virus was rolling crazy uh, that they had uh, freezers out in New York City um, holding oh, yeah you know, people, which is so devastating. One, uh, for factual part, 1.7 million people died in 2020 from recorded uh, on paper COVID. Um, Whether we know that for a fact or not is beyond, but the grief that people felt was 10 times, again, using the word amplified, than it was any other time. I mean, death of a loved one is always heartbreaking. Whenever, if it happened 20 years ago, I still miss my mom to this day. I mean, it was, but I think it was so, so focused and so intense and create and exploded the fear even more. 1.7 million people died of COVID. It's the numbers, and, right? And it, was, and it was always in our faces. So like we were in a, like in my journals, you know, grieving the loss of my, my old way of living. So we were already in a state of grief. And right. then you throw on the loss of loved ones and the amplification. 
And not to mention a lot of people weren't able to be with their loved ones to hold their hands or saying goodbye over Zoom to someone who's not even conscious, waving through windows. I feel like those people that were in those situations, life is going to continue elderly or whatever. They should have been given the choice. Mm -hmm. If you gear up and hold your loved one's hand, you should I feel like a lot of people were robbed of a proper goodbye to someone who was, and I feel bad for that person too, who must have felt so alone at a soul level. Knowing, you know, nurses, God bless the nurses and the doctors and stuff, because they were there to hold hands. But it was so tragic to see people get robbed of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I can imagine, I know, I do know people that had to say goodbye. Um, A good friend of mine had to say goodbye to her mom through zoom who was not really you know conscious or functioning anymore i just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blessed i didn't have to do that but my heart goes out to people that did absolutely absolutely um those are like just just touching on on those things in 2020 um was very uh disturbing to reflect on but also Again, maybe hopefully for some, some lessons learned and and insight of how um, we can individually or collectively move forward as uh, spiritual beings living this human experience in in the most kind way. Um, A lot of you know, there were so many lessons. I feel like in that first year, like I. You know, the finger pointing in the beginning, they waited too long, I feel like, before they started to take action. And I'm talking at a government level. Like, the hope is, God forbid, that something like this was to ever happen again in our lifetimes. We Mm -hmm. would have learned our lesson. Get on it quick and don't feed the fear. Like, you know. Well, maybe um, we can make it better for the future generations to come uh, with the lessons and the legacies we leave. And that's just it. How do, especially for the younger ones who grew up in this, like the little, little ones, what do we want to leave them with? Like, hopefully when they get to grow up, this will just be a blip in their memories. And hopefully, because we're going to, you know, us as a society can make it so that's what it is. It's just a blip because the world Mm -hmm. is a better place. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, Jill, we are... um, uh, starting to conclude this first uh, episode of the pandemic lessons learned and lessons not learned. And I would like to request or ask you kindly, if you could pull a card for the collective of, of the world of the people that are listening to this podcast here um, as we move into 2023, maybe a, just a little whisper from spirit of what we could reflect on as we move in uh, to 2023. So as we were, you know, once we started recording, I did actually have, I actually had a couple decks in front of me, but I landed on the Oracle of the Seven Energies by Colette Baron Reed. And that mm-hmm. really felt like that was the deck that I should pull from because this is all about energy and all that. So I actually had pulled some cards as we were talking. And of course, mm-hmm. I never just get one, I got three. 
Okay. I love them. So the first card was Earth Magic, and the number is one. So number Mm. one is always a new beginning, right? Think 2023 as a new beginning. And in the picture, you will see it's, unfortunately, you know, people won't be able to see the card, but it's, you know, feet on Earth and Earth Magic. What do you want to create? What Mm -hmm. do you want to do? And because we're all connected to nature, like that is a big thing, grounding and connecting to earth. And there's nothing better than walking barefoot in the Mm -hmm. earth. Not my favorite thing to do, but that is how we connect. And Mm -hmm. it's telling us to be still with our minds, be still for a moment and just really connect Mm -hmm. to what's around us and great magic and you know, manifestation, anything that you want, this is where you're going to plant your seeds to then grow. The next card I got was number 15, a powerful move. And this card is all purple and beautiful light energy to me, which is healing, right? So I I, I believe, yeah, to me, purple and um, just real quick. Yeah. Healing, but also um, connecting uh, to your higher power, to God, um, to go into faith. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, and in the card, it has what looks like the world. There's a key Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. And it's like unlocking those Mm -hmm. feelings and healing and stepping into what we want. So this card is just encouraging everyone that we are almighty creators. And Mm -hmm. What do we want in this lifetime? Like this is a time we should be reflecting, going inside and healing. So that way we can make our dreams come true. A powerful move. A powerful move to me right now is making a very personal choice that you are going to change your life and -hmm. you're going to do it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful, but you are going to change to be better. And then the last card I got, which was number 26, Great Big Love. And it's a beautiful Mm. heart. And when I look at this, it's like that is where we need to, anything we do has to come from a place of love. And it's like heightened awareness of our relationships and loving ourselves. Because that's something we all, I know for me, you got to love yourself first before you can do anything love and accept and it's like inviting big love into your life so it's also giving big love and receiving big love be open to it if you're having a shitty day and someone's coming with you to you with nothing but love be open to receive that regardless of whatever else is going on take that in because that's how we're going to heal and that's how we're going to move on so for 2023 i am going to say the what people should remember is get grounded and centered, make those big moves. Don't let anything hold you back these last three years. It is time to let it go. And then all have it come from a place of love. Whenever you're feeling shitty, remember to come back to that feeling of emotion of love and gratitude, regardless of what it is. Beautiful. That for you. Beautiful. I I like it. I love it. I don't just like it. I love it. 
Thank you so much, Jill, for this first segment of our series of the pandemic lessons learned and maybe not learned to bring everybody together in connection, whether whatever, whatever sides you are on, hopefully not either side eventually, that the division will start to the narrow. It'll start to come in. And I thank you for helping uh, with this mission and um, making the best years ahead. And happy New Year's Eve. And we will be back at uh, at a very uh, soon, you know, very, I don't know what I'm saying right at the moment, very soon, because this is just such a huge subject. This was and, just um, the beginning. This was just scraping the surface. So, Tina, I just need to thank you for, you know, having me on a collaboration and um, just having the space to do this with you. I so appreciate it. Happy New Year's to you as well. And I think you know, we just opened up a big conversation. I feel like the second episode will be here sooner than we think. Absolutely. Lots of love to you, Jill Bean, and lots of love to everyone that has listened and given their consideration into uh, being open and connecting to one another during this transitional time to a new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe. Happy New Year.